0: A bunch of pediatricians oh except you friend oh what am i well don't rush me i'm still working on it i need to unwind too margaret i'm as taut as a watch spring
1: your state of tautness is no longer a concern of mine, major burns
0: green vegetables I get are martini hours. What do I expect? Exactly. Frankly, I think I'm pregnant. How long can a person live without sleep? Two weeks, but you gotta keep dancing.
2: Hey, MASH fans. It's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-host, Kenny. And joining me, as always, my good pals, Simon... <laughs> Sorry, I was halfway through a yawn.
3: <laughs> Gentlemen. And Al. Hello, how are you doing? Today we're
2: discussing season 5, episode 14 Hawkeye's Nightmare. It's the 111th episode overall, directed by Burt Metcalf, written by Burt Polunsky. Originally aired on December 21st, 1976, and the production code is U804.
1: It's possible, Frank, that Captain Pierce just is trying to unwind. After all, he did put in a 19-hour day. Well, what about me? You slept. I took a nap. Eight hours, Frank, is not a nap. So
0: sue me, the alarm didn't go off. Sure, Frank. Well, it was still a long day. I'm human.
1: No. Oh? I need
0: to unwind, too. Margaret, I'm as taut as a watch spring.
1: Your state of tautness is no longer a concern of mine, Major Burns. I happen to be an engaged person.
0: Oh, that scent. What is it?
1: Forbidden furlough. Eight dollars an hour. Oh, it's worth it. It's
0: driving me mad, Margaret.
1: It's not intended to do that, Major Burns. It's to remind me of him. Oh, Margaret,
0: Margaret, I ache for you. I yearn for you. You're everything beautiful and fine and noble in this
1: world. Uh You're the moon, the sun, the stars in heaven. You make the angels feel unworthy. Frank, really? I know God exists because you exist. I belong to him. You better than anyone ought to know. I'm a one-man woman. You're all woman. Lieutenant Colonel Penobscot's all man.
0: You smell like a French hooker.
3: And the plot summary for this episode. After Hawkeye bemoans the young age of the wounded, he appears to develop problems. Sleepwalking and bad dreams, according to Sidney Friedman, are taking Hawkeye back to a simple time. But the horrors of war continue to intrude. After Sidney's assurances that he is as sane as he can be, Hawkeye's life once again seems to settle down. You
0: tired? What's beyond tired? Exhausted? What comes after that? Dead? Now you're getting warm. Now, what do you expect, wandering around the compound half the night? What's he talking about? I guess he's talking about your midnight stroll. Now, what are you talking about? Hey, Captain, no fooling. You were playing basketball, sort of. Come no, on. Don't, don't pull my leg. The shape I'm in, it'll come off. You were telling me about your new tennis shoes. What tennis shoes? You were wearing boots, but you were talking about this great pair of tennis you got. Then you asked me about some guy named Vander or something or other. I don't know any Vander something. You said he was the new principal. What is it, son? Vanderhaven. He's talking about Clarence Vanderhaven. I just got a cold shiver down my back. Me too. You must have been sleepwalking. I don't sleepwalk. I mean, I never have. How do you know? That's right. You may have even performed surgery in your sleep. Voice of experience. I'm sure it's nothing to be overly concerned about, Hawkeye. You've just been working too hard. You're not worried about anything special, are you? Me? Worry? What have I got to worry about? Except the chance I may go to sleep tonight in the swamp and wake up tomorrow morning strolling through downtown Peking. I was playing basketball?
4: Yeah, but on the bright side, you weren't bad. And guest stars in this episode, well, of course, Alan Arbus returns as the brilliant major Sidney Freeman. I
3: love him.
2: Then we have Sean Roach, who plays Private Burke. Sean is a TV writer and actor. He has 45 writing credits and 20 acting credits, according to IMDb.
3: And Patricia Stevens plays Nurse Baker. Now, Patricia Stevens was born Patricia Sapanic on September 16, 1945, and passed away May twenty-six, two 2010 and she was an American actress and voice actor. She's perhaps best known for her various roles, particularly as Nurse Baker in Nurse Abel on MASH, and her role as the second person to voice the popular character Velma Dinkley on two popular Saturday morning cartoon series, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? and The Scooby-Doo Show, during the same period, 1976 through 79. Would you
0: believe that two years ago I never even heard of Korea? Me neither, but then uh, geography was never my strong subject. (laughs) Where are you from? Crabapple Cove, Maine. you probably heard of it. That sounds nice. Like a place where Winnie the Pooh hangs out. It was a great place to be a kid. There was a stream with fish in it that ran right behind the house. More trees than you could climb in a lifetime. And In the fall, when the leaves began to turn... You couldn't believe the beauty. It was as if God had invented new colors just for the occasion. What about the people? They never change color. Always the same. off white. Come on. What are they like? The best. The greatest man I ever knew was born there and he never wanted to live anywhere else. Who's that? My dad. How long since you've seen him? A lifetime.
2: Two years. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I will start us off. I actually enjoyed the episode. Um, I've enjoyed, you know, the past four that we watched for this recording. Uh, I really, I think what stood out for me the most of this episode was Radar's speech. Oh, yes. About all of us fighting the war, you know, and he meant it more psychologically. Yeah.
1: What's the matter with Hawkeye, sir?
2: I don't know, Radar. Oh, gee,
1: I thought he was doing okay fighting against the war.
0: You mean fighting the war, don't you?
1: No, sir, I mean the war against the war. You know, we all fight it. You fight it by uh, painting and riding your horse, and I fight it by working hard and taking care of my ams.
0: Yeah. That makes sense.
1: Yes, sir, but, uh... Well, Hawkeye's really fought it. I mean, he's made fun of it. He knew it was awful, but... But, but he never let it get him. He never backed down. They ought to give him a medal for the way he's fought this war. The worse it got, the the more he joked about it.
0: And now the jokes aren't working anymore.
1: No, sir. The other side's winning.
0: It hasn't won yet. Once upon a time, a kid named David went up against a heavy favorite named Goliath and decked him.
2: I know about that, sir. But David wasn't afraid to fall asleep at night. I thought that was so well done. I don't know if it was in character with Radar, and I guess it kind of is. In a sense, but it was very deep and very like he. I mean, he's been there the longest, you know. Mm-hmm. He's seen it all, so of course he would have that kind of idea that, uh, you know, everyone has their own fight within right. themselves and how they deal with the war. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, you know, I mean, I thought Hawkeye was awesome, or Alan Alda was awesome again as Hawkeye. You know, going through having the uh, the terrors at night. And then, you know, sleepwalking during the day, which I thought was funny, or during the night, sorry, uh, which I thought were really, it was all, it was all just all well done. Mm-hmm. I felt like there was no re- resolution to this episode.
3: No, it just kind of ended quick.
2: It just kind of, Sydney's like, you know, it's normal. And he's like, okay. And then he was all better. That, that bothered me the most of all the episode of, you know, of the entire episode. I think I would have enjoyed it more if I felt like there was some sort, I mean, this could have been like an eight or a nine for me because it was really well done. But at the end, I actually, after watching it, I went back rewound like five minutes. Like, did I miss it? Did I not see the resolution? But it just, that bothered me the most. How about you, Meds? Oh, exactly the same. I mean, yeah. and,
4: you know, I was quite enjoying it. I mean, all this acting is brilliant in this. And as you say, Radar being worried of saying the worst war guard, the more he joked about it, is a lovely little line. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of want... It's kind of like this. this Episode should actually be a two-parter. Yes, Um, and they they really could have gone into it. The the kind of like um, the almost like the breakdown of Hawkeye. This, especially if you've been doing nineteen-hour shifts. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a long time in an OR. But um, yeah, I've got exactly the same kind of thing there. Really nice to see Sydney Freeman, um, and their conversation outside is okay, but. It, there's no real kind of like help going on in that conversation. No. Fairly obviously. And also, great acting, but no solution. Um, mm-hmm. It just kind of like petered out and ended. And it was just like, oh, well, that was a bit of a shame. It was almost like they,
2: they got to the end and thought, eh, well, well, you know, credits, bye. Yeah, I, or they didn't know where to go. I mean, I just don't, it just seems weird. It's, it's unusual for a MASH episode to do that. Yeah. Even if it's a bad ending, I want an ending.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I, that knocked it down to 7 out of 10 for me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it definitely, I have a 710 as well, but it could have been an 8 or a 9. It was really a well done. I love the story and the concept and everything. It's just, I just didn't feel like it was a completed story.
3: How about you, Al? Yeah, I agree with you guys. Um, uh, I thought it was great. Uh, I I felt the same way at the end too, that they just kind of left it hanging. It was just like they, they kept working it up, working it up, working it up, and then boom, it's over. Yeah. Okay. What's? I mean, you know, you don't you don't just tell somebody, okay, you're normal, you're yeah. not really sick, and then all of a sudden, boom, they wake up. Oh, hey, guess what? I'm normal. I'm guys. good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna
2: sleepwalk anymore or have yeah. night terrors. I'm Let me good. Eat a Jeep.
3: Yeah, but, uh, I always love seeing Sydney. I I, I love the yeah. character of Sydney, um, but again, you know, it's kind of underused. I think. In yeah.
2: He didn't come into like the tail end of this episode. Yeah. And then really didn't do anything.
3: Yeah. Exactly. Um, very dramatic episode, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's a great semi-realistic type of look at at war and especially Mm -hmm. what happens to people who are elbow deep in the blood and guts, you know, what they go through and what can happen to them. I mean, you know, a lot of people don't realize that it's not, you know, it's not Call of Duty. You know, it's not a video game. War is really hell. Yeah. And it can really screw up your mind. Um, but, you know, when I was younger, I didn't, really, I didn't really like the dramatic episodes a whole lot. I mm. thought they were okay, but because they were MASH, I watched them. But I didn't really like them as much as the funnier ones because, to me, MASH was supposed to be funny. Mm-hmm. But, but now, I, you know, I, I really do appreciate them a lot. And I, I see them for more than, than what, you know, they used to be to me. Oh, I yeah. totally agree with you.
4: Yeah. What, what age, if you don't mind me asking, how, how old was you and when about did you first start watching MASH?
3: Oh, I w- I remember we started watching it from the very beginning. I mean, oh, this was so, so. you was watching it during the Vietnam War then, right? Exactly. Because yeah.
4: I'm just I'm just wondering if because I, I sit the same way as when I started watching Mash. It was the early '80s uh, mm-hmm. on on rerun, and I think we we probably just had the Falklands War over here. But oh, yeah. <clears> that was a war that was kind of like you know it, it didn't last long, although it was you know pretty devastating. Mm-hmm. As now as we're recording this, we've had quite a few wars in, like with Iraq. Uh, and mm-hmm. we've also kind of seen terrorism uh, uh, on extremism going on now where I think we appreciate more uh, of people who are in the army and who are fighting because it's everyday news. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think, you know, I think maybe people who are watching MASH um, who are our age now in the 70s probably would appreciate the serious ones more because of their knowledge and their, uh, you know, probably F being affected by the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah.
0: He's fine. Dicky Barber is just fine. My hometown's gonna think I turned into a ghoul. Come on. You dream a couple friends are in danger and you figure you might do some good by warning them. I don't think Crabapple Cove is gonna banish you for that. I think I'm cracking up. Park. No, I'm not kidding. How long can a person live without sleep? Two weeks, but you gotta keep dancing. I'm scared. We're sitting in the middle of a war. You're supposed to be scared. It's normal. No, not this scared. Not this way. What's different? It's one thing to live in a shooting gallery. And now I'm being attacked from inside. I'm afraid to lie down in my sack. I'm afraid to close my eyes. How do I defend myself for myself?
2: All right, let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. There's not, uh, I only found a few here, but I will start us off. Major Frank Burns mentions to Hawkeye that he had a Popeye nightlight when he was a boy. Burns would have been a young boy in probably the early 1920s, and Popeye was not created until 1929.
3: Again, I'm telling you,
2: the TARDIS. (laughs) It's
3: always a TARDIS. Yeah. The character played by Patricia Stevens has a significant number of lines, but she's credited simply as nurse. Some Internet resources group the character under Nurse Abel, her last credited appearance, or Nurse Baker, her next credited appearance. However, when Frank sees the sleepwalking Hawkeye move through post-op, he says to Margaret that Hawkeye is probably on the prowl for Nurse Abel. able and willing as I hear it. In the episode, Hawkeye does have a relationship with Patricia Stevens' character, so this supports the view that she is Nurse Abel. Hmm.
4: Uh, And when Hawkeye encounters Patricia Stevens with Gwen Fowles during his sleepwalk, he asks if Stevens wants to play ball. Stevens replies, it's too late to play ball. The next day in the mess tent, she scolds Hawkeye for suggesting that they go play ball right in <laughs> front of Nurse Ripley. She says, the next time you're in the mood to play ball, wait till she goes off duty. So the uncredited nurse character played by Grenfell is now identified as Nurse Ripley. We haven't heard of a Nurse
2: Ripley before. No. Hmm.
0: Okay, have it your way. Has my uh, trolley been derailed? Am I playing with half a deck? Am I driving without my headlights?
1: That's. Bubba. So you've been walking in your sleep. What do you think it means?
0: I'm walking, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm walking towards something. I'm walking away from something. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to escape.
1: In other words, you go to sleep, your subconscious takes a little walk and you brings your body along for company. Yeah, well, I don't seem to be getting very far. You're making it all the way back to Apple Cove. All the way back to a time when playing ball and shooting marbles and going on picnics were all there was to worry about. No more responsibility. No more life
0: and death decisions. And pain was a skin knee. What about my nightmares? What about them? Keep having these dreams about these... These kids I grew up with, and I... The the, the dreams start out okay, the kids are fine, and then they end in disaster.
1: Like those kids who roll past you on that bloody assembly line. You dream to escape, but the war invades your dream, and you wake up screaming. The dream is peaceful. Reality is the nightmare.
0: Like crazy Sidney.
1: No. A bit confused. A little for Schimmel, is all. Actually, Hawkeye, you're probably the sanest person I've ever known. Fact is, if you were crazy, you'd sleep like a baby. So when do my nightmares end? When this big one ends, most of the others should go away. But there's a lot of suffering going on here, Hawkeye, and you can't avoid it. You can't even dream it away.
0: You're very reassuring, Sydney. You got a heck of a warside manner.
1: Let's cut out this kid stuff and play some ball.
2: Alright, you can find Mash four oh seven seven all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash mash four oh seven seven podcast. And you can follow us
4: on Twitter at Mash four oh seven seven podcast. And you can follow me
3: at Hawkeye Meds. You can find me, Kenny, at GeekyFanboy. And I am at Tales Podcast, and we have a totally radical website, man. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. And you can send us your feedback to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And we even have a very cool store where you can buy all kinds of neat stuff, all with the MASH 4077 logo on it. Even as our pictures, I've seen it. Pretty cool stuff. You can find our online store at www.zazzle.com forward slash mash4077podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course,
4: from Stitcher Radio. Just search for mash4077podcast.
2: All right. So I think we all agree. Fantastic episode. Just wish it had a tighter end. yeah Yeah,
3: i think so (laughs) tighter end
2: i was waiting for al to catch it (laughs) all right well i'm kenny i'm simon
3: and uh yeah i'm he, he whatever yeah
2: okay we'll be seeing ya. you think it's gonna work come again is friedman buying it it
0: the shtick the routine listen i've been kicking myself for not coming up with it on my own it's beautiful Little basketball, little marbles, little blood trittling scream, the dead of night. I doff my chapeau. It's subtle, it's artistic, and best of all, you don't have to worry about the fickle whims of fashion. True, Klinger, but then I'll never know the rapture of the warm, lingering looks that follow you constantly. I suppose. It is an act, isn't it? May oui, we, Josephine? I'm as sane as you. <laughs>
2: Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alien Nation.
3: My name is Al.
1: And I'm Joyce.
3: And we're We're huge huge Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth to share that passion with others.
1: That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun.
3: And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www talescast.com and in iTunes.
1: And remember,
2: make, make
3: it, a it a Mickey, Mickey day. A
2: MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, Works 3.0, United States license, all rights reserved. Written by Bert... Written by Bert Polinski...
3: Written by Bert... Oh, my God. According to Sidney Freeman... Okay, let's just do that again. She's pretty... She's perhaps best known for her various nursing roles, particularly as Nurse Baker and Nurse Abel on... Oh, my God.